the odds on Lincoln Hawks. 20 to 1, pal. Real long shot. The Hawks, let's go. The world meets nobody halfway. Remember that. I don't have a father, sir. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it, do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. Where would we end up? Together is all I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. You never had anything, so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, do you understand? The world beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself. I own you. Over the top, Dad, over the top. Come on. Sylvester Stallone, over the top. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is RJ and Kylie with the No Limits Podcast coming to you live on this Wednesday night. It is snowing, cold, windy. I got the fireplace blazing. I got a hot cup of tea sitting in front of me. And we're ready to talk a little bit of Over the Top. What you heard there to kick off the show was the actual movie trailer from Over the Top. Are you excited about this one, Kylie? Yeah, I am excited about this one. All right, so let's uh, let's get into some fun things about Over the Top. Um, Over the Top was uh, released in February of 1987, and it had a $25 million budget, but it only made $16 million back in the box office. And I'm kind of shocked at that because it's <laughs> it's a good movie. It's one of my... It's it's probably one of his better movies outside of the, you know, Rocky Rambo uh, franchise at the time. Um, it has a you know the cast isn't isn't a uh, isn't a big all star cast. It's it's Sylvester Stallone and uh, Cactus J- uh, not Cactus Jack. Wow, Terry Funk, the former WWE or WWF superstar. Um. Sylvester Stallone was was pretty busy in um, in the eighties, uh, mainly the later part of the eighties. I'm reaching for my paper here. Hold on. Got it. Um, so yeah, Stallone was really busy in 1985. He had Rambo two, and that came out in May. Uh, November of 1985 came Rocky four. In May of '86, Cobra. Oh yeah, baby, Cobra. Funny story about Cobra. My parents went to go see that uh, movie premiere, and when they were in the movie theater, they said, this movie is so violent, you're going to need your rosary beads and Bible and all this stuff. And they said, does anybody have any of those religious items on them? And my mother had a pair of rosary beads, Mm -hmm. and she said, I got a pair of rosary beads, and she won. I woke up the next morning, and my parents said, here, here you go. And it was a a movie poster, and it was a T-shirt. Like a Henley style three button t shirt uh shirt that said Crime is a disease <laughs> and he's the cure. Cobra. <laughs> so that was uh that was pretty cool to wake up to that. And then February of eighty seven was over the top. 
May of 88 was Rambo 3, and December of 89 was Tango and Cash. So Stallone was, uh, was a busy dude, I got to say, and a lot of those movies I actually really enjoyed, you know, um, especially Tango and Cash. The other night I said to Kylie, hey, let's watch a Stallone movie, and the choices were Tango and Cash and Locked Up, and we went with, uh, not Locked Up, Lock Up. And we went with Lockup. How did you how'd you like Lockup, Kylie? That was a different kind of Stallone movie for you, huh? Yeah, um, it was really cool because, like, I've I've never really seen... Well, I've seen movies where he's, like, high action and stuff, but that one was really cool because you got to see him try to escape from, like, the jail and then see him escape from the guards who were, like, trying to, like, sabotage him and keep him in there. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and Frank Leone... Frank Leone is uh, Stallone's character in that movie, and they had Dallas and uh, the tough young kid first base mm-hmm. who gets they, they who gets benched, and I can't remember the guy's name, but um, he was from Predator. He played in Predator. I think he played Billy in Predator, the the dude who took the machete and ran it across his chest, the Indian guy, and had that ho 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 kind of laugh. But uh, anywho, let's get back on track here. So the movie starts out with a 1965 auto car 64AB, if I'm saying that correctly, diesel truck. Really cool truck. Old, but cool. And inside, we meet our first character, Melanin Sylvester Stallone, who is Lincoln Hawks, driving through the mountainside of Colorado. Real beautiful scenery. Um, and then they cut scene, and we... we immediately meet our second character, Michael Cutler, who's at a military school graduation, and you see all the kids throw their hats up in the air, and Michael just hangs on to it. So you kind of get the vibe right away that he's this pompous, snotty little rich kid. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and you can tell he's kind of like a loner, you know, because he looks around to see if, if if anybody's there for the graduation and nobody's there. But as we will learn, you see the next scene, you see Lincoln Hawk. He's washing that old auto car up, and he's brushing his teeth, and he's doing his hair. I like how he, he slicked it all back, and then he, <laughs> he messed it all up. Um, and he drives to the military school, un, unbeknownst to Michael. And when he gets there, um, they say, delivery's in the rear. And, you know, Link says, uh, I'm here to get uh, Cadet Cutler. Oh, all right, sir. And as he's pulling in, you can tell this is a rich kind of school because he has this old, I think, a badass auto car. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a former truck driver. You know, I used to drive trailer. And uh, that's a cool truck, man. I, I'd like to get in there and drive that thing just because it's, I don't know, it's just raw power. It's got the, the dual stick shift and everything. But um, So he's driving down the driveway of this, this uh, military school, and there's a lot of fancy cars for the time, you know. And he's getting a lot of a lot of dirty looks from you know from people like what the hell is this this <laughs> ratty truck coming you know coming in the military school for? And they cut scene again, and you see Michael Cutler walking over to a limo, and he says, "Is this the Cutler limo?" And they say, "Yep." And then another cadet comes out of the building, and you hear him call for Michael, and he said, "The colonel wants to see you." So he says, "Okay, sir." So. Michael goes into the office, and, and there is the colonel. And the colonel says, uh, Michael, you, you're going home with your father. And Michael says, sir, I don't, I don't have a father. And he says, yes, you do. He's, he's right here. 
and that's when Link turns around and he says, Hi, Mike. And uh, <laughs> what does he do? Like a, a smart kid, he IDs him. He asks his dad for ID. So, <laughs> Kylie, if you ever in doubt of who's picking you up, ask for ID just to make sure. I mean, you know, you know who your dad is, but just in case. <laughs> um, so, after the whole fight of Michael not wanting to go with his father, um, the colonel says, you, you, your grandfather doesn't have custody over you. Mm-hmm. Your mother requested it, so you're going. They walk out to the truck, and uh, he's asking Mike, you know, Mike's asking his dad, what are we, what are we going to go in? And he says, we're going to take the truck. He says, you know, uh, it's going to take about, you know, I got to hook up. I got one more hookup to do. I got one more delivery, and then we're going to go into California and see your mother. So it's going to take about two to three days. And uh, Mike says, well, do you think you're going to make up for 10 years in two or three days? And Link says, no. No. And uh, Mike keeps calling him sir. He doesn't refer to him as dad. He keeps calling Link sir. And he says, hey, Mike, it's not it's not sir. It's dad. You know, call me dad. Now they're driving in the truck and they're going along. And Michael says, you know, why did you why did you leave? And if you really cared about me, how come you never sent me a birthday card or a letter? And he says, I've been writing your mother for 10 years. Uh, you know, uh, but well, but I don't. I wouldn't say ten years, but let's just say for the sake of a time, mm-hmm. over ten years. And he says, I've sent you hundreds of birthday cards, hundreds of letters. You've never got them. And he says, No. And then Michael says, Listen, you need to pull the truck over. I feel sick. And Link pulls. Link says, Well, what's the matter? You know, being concerned for his son. And he says, Pull the truck over. So Link pulls the truck over and. Michael gets out and he he tries to run away. He tries to run away. So now Link's chasing him across, you know, four lanes of traffic. And he catches Michael and Michael's upset. And he says, I hate you. And Link says, well, we got to start somewhere. I I mean, (laughs) you know, I thought that was a great line to say at that point because he's right. You've got to start somewhere. So now we're seeing the car, you know, we're seeing Mike and, and Link start at, ground zero like you know they're starting over again he hates him but stallone or i should say link has got to earn michael's love back um and then uh we we cut to another scene where we meet uh jason cutler for the first time who is michael's grandfather and you can tell he's visibly pissed off because michael went home with um link and he said you know he, he talked to his lawyer and he's trying to get his lawyers to figure out if he's got a case against um, Link to get to get his, you know, to get Michael, which is not his son. And then we go back to the truck, and Michael and, and Link is sitting inside the truck, and uh, during the whole try-to-escape thing where he was sick, um, Hawk, Lincoln, I, I, should I say Lincoln or Hawk? I kind of like mm-hmm. Hawk better. Like Hawk. It's yeah, Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hawk uh, accidentally ripped a sleeve off of Michael's dress uniform, and he says, you know, hey, sorry about the sleeve there. He goes, oh, don't worry. You'll get the bill. Yeah, you <laughs> little prick. <laughs> um, so they take a break, and they end up in a truck stop, and Mike says, uh, you know, you can't, you can't eat bad. He goes, you know, you can't eat bad like this, and Stallone, well, Hawk says, well, what do you think of the truck stop? He goes, well, I've always hated the zoo, (laughs) (laughs) saying the place is a zoo. And the truck stop is busy. There are, you know, there's a lot of truckers there, and it's a busy place. So 
they sit down and and he you know Hawks orders a uh, a couple of steaks and Mike says for a guy who works out all the time you have no idea on how to eat and it's really bad so he says all right well we'll go we'll get some chicken and he goes no we'll have uh <laughs> two tuna sat was it two two tuna salad sandwiches with on on toast on Wheat toast. Wheat toast with yeah. spring water. With yeah, with lemon spring water. <laughs> so <laughs> the lady, the lady kind of looks like, okay. <laughs> um, and he and, and coincidentally, when the lady, when Hawks introduced Michael as his son to the the waitress, he says, "How you doing, ma'am?" And she goes, "Ma'am, hmm, haven't been called that in a while." <laughs> uh, and then as Lynx is sitting there talking to Mike, you know, with the food, the Smasher walks up behind him and says. I hear you're the guy to beat. And Link, you know, calmly says, well, you heard wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, I got $1,000 right now that says I can tear your arm off. Now, now you, you, you know, if it's your first time watching the movie, you're not 100% sure as what's going on because with all Stallone movies, something like that could happen and he ends up fighting them or something. But no, they're going to arm wrestle. So Hawks says, all right, let's set it up. So... Now we see Link go to work. You got Michael walk, watching in the background. And uh, here comes Hawks walking in. And as I'm sitting here with my Red Sox hat on backwards, what does he do? <laughs> he does the hat, spins it right around. And now it's go time, baby. The machine is turned on. And they lock hands. And bam, we're underway. And Lincoln Hawks defeats the Smasher. And it was a pretty, I remember watching the movie for the first time. I've seen this movie several times, but I remember watching this movie for the first time when I was a kid going, oh my God, this is insane. Um, did you feel, did you, did you have any like emotion at that point, Kylie? Did you think, you know, was it a little intense for you? Um, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you're kind of like confused about like what's going on and why this guy randomly just came up to him and was like, you know, trash talking him. But it was really cool to see. Um, you know, like Stallone, like well, <laughs> Hog, um, <laughs> do that and like in front of his kid, and like his kid can finally like see like the real like side of him, and like, you know, yeah, see what, what he his, does, see what his dad's about, you know. Um, so after that scene, you got you meet our next character, who's like our, I don't want to say main enemy, but co-enemy. Uh, you meet Bull Hurley. Uh, who's a big, 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 big dude. <laughs> and Bull walks up to uh, Lynx and says, hey, uh, right now, me and you right now, we'll do it right now. And Hawk says, we got to wait to Vegas. And he says, come on, don't be chicken. He says, no, I want to wait till Vegas. And he, he looks at Michael and he says, too bad your dad's yellow, kid. And uh, now they're outside and they make a phone call to his, you know, he says, I'd like to call my mother. Michael says to Hawks, I'd like to call my mother. He's outside in a phone booth, but ladies and gentlemen, not only is it a phone booth and a payphone, it is a rotary payphone. If you go back and watch this, it kind of dates itself. It's a rotary payphone. It's pretty cool. Um, so he, he calls, you know, he, he calls his mom and, and says, you know, why did you send me with him? You know, I, I can't believe you did this to me. And she says, Michael, it's, it's, you know, it's your father. It's really important that you two get to know each other and, he kind of says, okay, and then he, you know, she says, let me talk to your father. So Link gets in, and he cuts the conversation. You know, he shuts the door, and he says, hey, honey, you know, like they like they talk they talk all the time, you know. <laughs> um, 
So now we're back on the road. They're, they're traveling. You know, he got hooked up to a brute trailer, and brute was a aftershave in the '80s. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're they're driving. They're driving again, and of course now we hear the for the second time. Meet me halfway. <laughs> Kenny Loggins, the king of the king of the soundtracks in the 1980s. Not only did he do over the top. He did uh, Highway to the Danger Zone, Top Gun, uh, and he did Not a Got a Foot Loose, Foot Loose, <laughs> Kick Off Your so-, so Kenny Loggins was the man. He was the man for all the soundtracks. So Stallone or whoever got them to, got him to do a song. So now we hear the song, Meet Me Halfway, and it's it's playing on the radio, and Michael, click. As I said, click, because I said click for a reason. Because those old knob radios, they clicked when you turned them off. You didn't push the button. So Michael turns it off, and then Link turns it back on. He said, hey, that was a nice song. And Michael turns it off, and Link turns it back on. (laughs) And then Michael turns it off, and he said, listen, I think we're wearing out this knob here. (laughs) So, um, And then Michael, Michael turns to him and says, I need to ask you a question. He says, sure. My grandfather said that you were a drug dealer. Are you still dealing drugs, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine getting that question asked by your son or daughter. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll tell you a story off air. I was accused of being a drug dealer one time, and it was funny because I screwed. I don't even care. I dated this girl one time, and her mother (laughs) said that she shouldn't date me because I was a drug dealer, and she actually was going to break up with me because... She thought I was a drug dealer. And I said, <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm actually in the police academy right now. I am not a drug dealer. I said, do you want to ask my mom? Because for all of those people that know my mom, she's a straight shooter. So she'll tell you the truth. And she told her, yeah, my son is definitely not a drug dealer. <laughs> so there's my story. Anywho, yet again, <laughs> he says, you know, my, my dad says, uh, my, grandfa- my grandfather says that you're a drug dealer. And, and Hawks kind of smirks and says, no, Mike. You, you can't believe everything you hear. He says, you know, your, your grandfather makes up a lot of lies. Uh, and you can kind of see Michael's face change a little bit like, wow, maybe he's telling the truth. You know, maybe he's not what my dad said he is. You know, I mean, my, what my, gran- my grandfather said he is. You know, maybe he's not this, you know, royal piece of shit that he's, mm-hmm. you know, made out to be. Um, so at that point, it's nighttime now, so they, they pull the truck over, and uh, Michael says, Sir, can I ask what we're doing? He says, Well, you know, Link says, Well, I, I, I figured we'd sleep in the truck tonight. You know, a lot of truckers do it, so I figured we should give it a shot. And he says, Well, okay. Michael kind of looks around, and he's like, Okay, let's try it. And uh, Link says, Well, Mike, during the night, you know, if you want to use my, my shoulder for a pillow, you know, go ahead. And Mike says, Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to sleep in a truck and I had uh, had to use something for a pillow and I was a kid, it definitely would be Stallone's shoulder because that's a big shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he says uh, he says the Mike, he goes, you know, I think we're going to get along. You're a good kid, Mike. And then he, he falls asleep. And then we wake up in the morning and there they are. They're out doing exercises. So Stallone, uh, Stallone, Link Hawks is out there showing Mike how to do some exercises. Him and Mike are doing some pull-ups on the truck, some stretches. And uh, they cut to the scene where uh, Lincoln, Lincoln is pulling, uh, 
pulling the other side, other sleeve off of Michael's coat. <laughs> so I guess Michael's accepting of it. You can see that kind of at this point they're starting to bond. You know, they look happy. You know, they're working out together. Michael liked the idea that he had the, his other sleeve ripped off, so he kind of looks like a badass. <laughs> um, and you know they finish up, and now they're they're on the road again. And Michael, being the snooty little bastard that he is, says, uh, you know, to to Link that uh, truckers have the mentality of an eleven to fourteen year old kid, and that. They're on a different social, like him, you know, Michael and Link are on different social scales and that maybe he should read some books instead of being a muscle head. And <laughs> Link, Link pulls over and, and stops the truck and, and Mike says, uh, you're not going to beat me, are you? You're not mad at me, are you? He goes, and Link says something like, you know, I passed, I passed anger about three miles ago, three miles <laughs> back. <laughs> so he says... You know what? Since it takes, since you have all these brains and you can do all this stuff, he says, "Why don't you drive this truck if you think it's nothing?" So, drive. And Michael's like, "What? I can't drive this thing." And Link gets out of the truck and he looks and he says, "Drive, genius." <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> Michael gets in the uh, the driver's seat of the truck and he says, "You know, I I once drove a dune buggy." And he's looking, he's he's moving the shift and you know finding the clutch. He's like, "Yeah, I think I can do this." So he says, okay, well, go ahead and do it. Well, Michael can't find the key. He can't figure out how to start the truck. In those old trucks, in most trucks, you got to turn the key and push the start button. <laughs> so they push the start button, and uh, Mike Mike takes off kind of rough. You know, the little radio, the, the microphone for the CB falls down, and he says, uh, how about we pull it into second gear? <laughs> and they pop it into second gear, and the truck smooths out, and now Mike's driving, and he's got a smile on his face. Mike's actually excited. And, you know, Link, Link notices it, and he's, he's happy for him. And uh, he says, all right, well, wake me up. And he says, what? He says, I can't talk now. You know, pay attention to the road. <laughs> and <laughs> Michael's driving a full-size 53-foot trailer on a highway in, uh, you know, somewhere between... Well, I think they were in California at this point. That's kind of scary. I'd be I'd be afraid, but you think you could pull that off at his age? He was about your age in this movie, Kylie. Do you think you could uh drive a rig like that? <laughs> no. He like started on the side of the road. I would have like totally like tipped the thing over. I would have like jerked the steering wheel some way. And then it would have like tipped over the side of the road. Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. You could you could drive a semi. <laughs> no, you you could because what a lot of people don't realize is, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's hard to drive a tractor trailer truck. It is. It took me forever to learn. The hardest part about driving a tractor trailer truck is backing up into the docks. <laughs> They're just a pain in the ass. <laughs> but driving the truck is easy because when people hear, "Oh my God, it's a ten-speed you know truck." That's how do you do that? Well, it's not like driving a standard car. When you drive a standard car, if you take your foot off the clutch too fast, the car is gonna buck out and stall. Well, with a semi, it won't. You can take your foot off the clutch and she'll she'll go. She's got enough power to do that. So you could do it. I could put it I could go we could go get a, a tractor, you know, right now and I could put it in first gear and tell you to take the foot off the clutch and you'd be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you really would. Um So we go to the next scene and it's it's the grandfather and the grandfather is uh talking to the colonel of the military school and 
basically tells him, I'm going to have your ass for this. Who are you to sit there and say my, my son can go with, or my grandson can go with his father? And the colonel said, well, the mother requested. He said, my daughter is in no state to give those kind of requests, and how dare you do that? So basically he's going to get the colonel in trouble because he's, he's pissed off about that. Um, and then we yet again, we pull up to another, you know, it's another day, but we pull up to another um, truck stop or more of a restaurant. This was more of a restaurant than a, than a truck stop. And uh, the funny thing is, is in the, uh, in the truck stop, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have Nintendo video games, <laughs> which is awesome because... They have Super Mario Brothers on the left, and they have um, an unidentified Nintendo game on the right. And I don't know what that unidentified Nintendo game is on the right, but I would like to know. So, yet again, here we go. Um, you know, Nintendo games. <laughs> awesome. Really cool. So, they have lunch, and Mike, uh, you know, Link says to Mike, I... Uh, are you feeling strong, Mike? Are you feeling strong? And, well, you know, Mike not knowing what he wants, he says, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling strong. Why? So let's take a, uh, let's take a listen. I have a clip here, and let's, uh, let's check it out. You feel good? Yeah, why? I mean, you feel strong? Why? Come with me. Where are we going? Wilson. There we go. Excuse me. Yeah. Did any of you boys ever arm wrestle? Why? Well, I got a kid here that I think could beat any one of you guys, say, two out of three times. He's a practical joker, sorry. He's just a shy kid. As a matter of fact, I'm so sure I'm willing to put money on it. Kid, if I couldn't beat you, I'd kill myself. <laughs> this is getting too intense. No, you don't have a chance against this kid. You know that. Yes, he does. Ten to one odds. You're one against my tenth, fair enough? All right, let's go. Ten to one odds, right here. All right, two out of three times. You should take that off, that's not fair. Hey, he's a whip, you'll take him easy. No gloves allowed. Concentrate, Mike, you can do it. All right, let's start. Ready, wimp? Skin feels like a girl. Maybe he is a girl. Don't listen to him. You hear? Don't listen to him. Oh, awesome. cool. You're gonna show him all right? You're gonna show him, you're gonna do it. Over the top. about is you. Now, you lost back there because you beat yourself. You let yourself get beat. I know you can do it. You're a special kid. You're my boy, do you understand? But you're also a spoiled, rich brat who's always had everything done for him. Now it's time to do for yourself, Mike, and you can do it. 
Because I'm telling you, the world meets nobody halfway. Do you understand what that means? If you want it, Mike, you gotta take it. Do you hear me? You gotta take it. Go in there and try. I know you can win. But even if you don't, so what? So you lose. As long as you lose, like a winner, it doesn't matter. Because you did it with dignity. I'm telling you, if you don't go in there, you're going to be sorry. You're going to regret it your whole life. You know what I mean? Come on. I know you can do it. Will you do it for me? Come on. Let's get him. Twice as strong as you. just got to believe Thought you said he was strong. No, my boy was just feeling generous. Now it's time to go to work. It's time to go to work, kid. Yeah. Does this kid really think he can take me? I don't think so. My what a joke. Do the table time. Smash him, Richie. This is gonna hurt, Wimp. What do you think of that? I think your breath stinks. Go! Come on, Mike. Come on. That's good, Mike. Come on, Mike. Come on. Hold him. Drop the weight. Hold him up, Mike. Come on. Get tough, Mike. Pump it, kid. Pump it, kid. You got him, Mike. You got him. You got him. You got him. You got him. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Right away. Come on, Mike. Get mad. Get mad. Ready? Go. Come on, Mike. Get beat Harder, Mike. Over the top. The power, Mike. The power, Mike. All right, way to go. You're a tough little sucker, aren't you? That was great. That was great. Pay up now. Money, please. Mark. How did he do that? <laughs> well, they saw Link Hawks giving his son Michael the what for and telling him that the world is going to meet, you know, the world doesn't meet you halfway. Like, you have to work for it. And he told him, you're a spoiled little rich kid that you've had everything handed to him. So now he really lays it on the table and tells him, listen, you've got you've to do this on your own. Time to be an adult. Time to do this on your own. Um, I've always loved that speech. I've actually used that speech in real life because <laughs> I had to use it on Kylie. Uh, Over the Top is a is a very personal movie to me because I, I love the message behind it where it's just, you know, if you're in a competition where it's just you, you've got to figure out a way to just get tough and pump yourself up. And that's why Stallone flips the hat around backwards. <laughs> and, you know, the speech about, you know, the world doesn't mean anybody halfway. Like, you've got to go and take it. You've got to do it. You've got to work hard. I've used this speech on, on Kylie. At re- not, not the same exact speech, but close. I've used it at a uh, couple of your uh, wrestling matches <laughs> to, help you, uh, to help you get through it. And uh, some, some basketball games, too. Uh, you know, when you're down in the paint and a couple of tough girls are trying to give it to you. It was like a two-on-one. And you got a little flustered. But uh, anyway, it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful moment in the movie because they broke through a barrier. Michael finally realizes that his dad's right and... You know he is a spoiled little kid, and he's gotta he's gotta do it on his own. What how'd you feel about this part of the movie, Kylie? Um, I feel like that was really an important like bonding moment for them because 
he felt as though like his father was trying to do that to embarrass him, but he really wasn't. He was doing it to prove to him that he has more than he knew he could do. Good and, like, genetics. Yeah, and like a, he could do more than what he's ever done. And it's just about pushing yourself when you've really never had to be in any situations where you had to push yourself like that. So it was an important learning moment for, you know, both of them, you know, him being like this first important lesson as a father <laughs> for Mike Excuse to me. learn. And then Mike receiving the le- lesson from his father, showing that he wasn't trying to do it to be like a loser or anything. He was doing it to show Mike that he has a lot more to him than he thinks. Jeez, man, you put that better than I did. Way to go. <laughs> I love it. Um, the, the part that I love, too, is where the kid says, are you ready, wimp? And he says, I'm going to break your arm. What do you think about that? And he goes, I think your breath stinks. <laughs> That's the best they could come up with. If I had to rip one thing on the movie, it had to be that. I think your breath stinks. And then the kid, you know, uh, what was his name? Johnny? No, not Johnny. Um, oh, my God. They said it. Um, Georgie? No. No. Nope, it was nope. something like. Georgie. It was we something all flow like. down here, Georgie. Uh, I Richie, don't Richie, Richie, Richie. Richie. That's, that's it. it. Richie. Richie. And. Uh, you know, Richie says at the end, he's going from the tough voice. He's like, how did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they they said, uh, you know, good genetics. But um, so that that was a very important scene of the movie. And now, you know, father and son, they're bonding, they're hugging, they're laughing. And they're outside and Mike's excited to call his mother because he he's telling his mother all about the arm wrestling match. And he's saying how this kid was, you know, bigger than him. And Stallone's like, you know, Hawks is like bigger. He's like he was like five six, bigger. He was like six feet, bigger. Mom, this kid was a monster, and <laughs> they're having a good moment. They're happy. Michael's happy. The mother's happy because they're finally bonding, and she wants to talk to Link again. So her and Link start talking, and she tells Link, you know, no matter what happens, please be there for him. Don't leave again. I need you to take care of Michael. You know, regardless of what happens to me with this this surgery. And as he's talking, you see in the background a white... Now, I'm a Mopar guy. This is where I'm going <laughs> to shift a little bit. I'm going to talk about cars. I'm a Mopar guy, which is Chrysler products. I love the old 70s and 80s Dodge Ram pickups. Well, there's a white Dodge Ram pickup sitting there. And I said to Kylie, oh, man, I love those <laughs> trucks. So there's a white Dodge Ram pickup sitting there. And you see Michael walking around kind of like flexing his muscles and you know being all tough. And two goons get out, and they grab Michael. And they take off. So Link starts running after him, and he gets the old auto car out. And here's where it breaks my heart. They go for a good chase. <laughs> and and as Link's getting into the truck, though, I kind of got ahead of myself, but as Link's getting into the truck, one of the goons smacks his head off the, the roll bar on the front and, you know... You're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt Link Hawks. I mean, come on. It's like beats his ass, of course. They get in the truck. The chase scene happens. Well, the auto car gets in front of the Dodge, and they both smash. Oh, painful. I'm a car guy. I don't know if it ever hurts anybody when a good car gets smashed, like in Fast and the Furious. The Dodge Charger, uh, probably a '68, uh, '67, somewhere around there, gets smashed at the end of the movie. I mean, all the old cars, the old hot rods that get destroyed. Even I'm a Dukes of Hazard fan. I hate seeing it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I hate to see the general getting smashed. They must have went through like 75,000 cars. Anyway, so they smash together, and Stallone gets out with the mag light, and he tells the two guys, you know, you tell him he's not getting them. You tell him if he's got to go through me to get Michael. You tell him I said that. So the bad guys, uh, the bad guys leave. They're gone. 
<clears throat> so <laughs> Cost Link goes, oh, man, look at my truck. Yeah, <laughs> look at the truck. Look at the Dodge. Ugh. So now the grandfather's meeting with um, another lawyer, and the lawyer comes in and says, listen, Jason, I've gone through every case law for the last hundred years on custody battles. You do not have a case. There's no way that you can get custody of Michael because his father's still alive. He's still in the picture, and the mother wants the father around. So the grandfather is very, very pissed off about that. And uh, they, you know, the, the, the grandfather doesn't know what to do. He's trying to think of a plan to get, to get Link to give up custody of, of Michael, and it's just not happening for him. So they're back on the road again, and they're talking about uh, arm wrestling in the tournament, and they're having a good moment. And Michael says to Link, well, why did you leave? And, and Link says, listen, uh, I, I made a mistake. You know, things were different, and I made a mistake, but I can promise you that I'm not going to make the same mistake again. You're just going to have to trust me on that. And they pull up to the hospital. And now at this point, they've bonded. I mean, he calls him dad, and, uh, you know, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're having a good time. You know, they're talking about why he left. And they're both dressed up. He says, hey, Mike, you look good. Stallone's all dressed up. And they go in and they, you know, they ask to see, oh, crap, I forgot her first name. But her last name was Hawk. Um, and she had surgery today and they wanted to see how she, you know, they're going to visit her after the open heart surgery. And the nurse kind of gives him a look like, oh, shit, he doesn't know. So they said, hold on, we'll we'll get the doctor to talk to you about this. And the doctor comes around and he goes, uh, you know, well, the the nurse, I'm getting ahead of myself again. <laughs> the nurse says, who are you? He goes, I'm her husband. So he still calls her her husband. So it was, he's, it was Christina Hawk. Christina Hawk, that's it, yep. So he says they're there to see Christina Hawk. The nurse kind of looks at him like, oh, God, what he doesn't know? Oh, shit. Well, who are you to Christina? And he says, I'm her husband. And she said, well, let me get the doctor. The doctor needs to explain this to you. And they're both like, uh-oh, what's going on? And the doctor informed him that... Uh, Christina died. She died on the table today during her heart surgery. And you can see that, you know, Link is visibly, you know, shooken by this and Michael's upset. And Mike runs off, <clears throat> which I'm sure any kid would do. Uh, Mike runs off and he runs outside and, and Link chases him and, and says he's sorry. And he says, you know, if I didn't get in this stupid truck with you, if I would have just flown home, I would have gotten to see her one more time. You know, this is your fault. I hate you. And then he runs off. He gets a taxi and he, he takes off and goes back to Grandpa's house. Then you see, you know, Link sitting at the beach, sitting on the back of the truck, um, just sitting there figuring out what's going on, um, you know, trying to plan his next step because he, he just, you know, he lost his wife. His son's pissed off at him. So he goes to the funeral. And at the funeral, everybody kind of gives a look like, who the hell is that? And you can see, you know, Michael's crying and the grandfather giving him a look like, what are you doing here? And... Link, you know, shows up, you know, being the better man and puts puts uh, a bouquet of flowers and, and walks away peacefully. And, you know, that's that's kind of gut-wrenching. I mean, poor Hawks, you know, he just, he just lost his kid again, who he just made up with, and he just lost his wife, and now he's alone. But the worst part is, is that on her gravestone, they didn't, didn't even have Hawks on it, which is her married last name. They had her maiden name. Which, Cutler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we're outside the gate at Grandpa's house, and or Jason Cutler's house, and My uh, Michael, yeah, Michael's inside, but 
Link pulls up to the gate and he's and the guard says, "Get the hell out of here! You're not welcome here." And he says, "I'd like to talk to Jason Hawk." And the guard says, "Nope." He says, "Get out of here!" And Link says, "I'd like to talk to Jason Hawk." I mean, Jason Cutler. Did I say Jason Hawk you twice. Jason Hawk twice. Oh I man, think. I got to get on my A game. So he says, "I want to talk to Jason Cutler." And the goon basically tells him, "No." He says, "Get out of here! You're not welcome here." So Link peacefully leaves and he starts backing down the driveway. And you think he's actually just gonna go, but nope. What does he do? Puts the truck in gear, and that poor auto car gets smashed through an iron gate, marble statues, a water fountain, and then into the front door of his house. <laughs> <laughs> so Link Link wasn't screwing around, man. Um, so he goes in the house, and he's calling for Mike, and 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 the grandfather's at the balcony of the this you know the second floor landing, and he says, "Link, what are you you know Hawks? What are you doing here?" And uh, <laughs> Mike comes out, and he—I'm trying to stay focused there. My dog is <laughs> drooling all over my daughter's notes. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so, um, Link, Link, in uh, Link's on the fur, you know, Link's in the in the foyer, and he's talking to Mike, saying, "Mike, please come with me. You know, I know I made a mistake, but please come with me. I can't go on without you. Please come with me." And before Michael can answer, uh, you know. Jason's bodyguards come in and they tackle him and the cops show up and and Mike uh, uh Mike and uh, Lincoln gets arrested. So you can see Mike run off crying because he's visibly upset what's going on. I mean, it, you know, you can tell he's torn between his grandfather and the emotion that, you know, he he wants to stay with his father. So you feel kind of bad for him at this point and then we see Paul Lincoln Hawk inside jail. And the guard comes and gets him and knocks on the door and says, uh, you know, someone wants to see you. So they bring him, and it's a little pissant little lawyer. What would you think of that guy, that little rat? Oh, my God, I wanted to punch him <laughs> through the screen. Yeah, he was. So, he just had one of those faces where, like, you could tell he was going to, like, be the bearer of bad news or something. And, of course, he was, and he dropped a bomb on him. Yeah, basically told him that he's facing felony charges for everything. And, uh, you know... My dog is totally knocking over all the audio equipment here. This is the problem of having really big dogs. They try to come over and get love from you, but they just, they're calamities. They knock everything over. So <laughs> yet again, we're, we're, we're sidetracked because of the dogs. Um, apologize about that, folks. So now, uh, yeah, so you got the little pissant lawyer in there. He's going to, you know, give bad news. He's telling Lynx that he's facing felony charges of everything and um, that... He has a way out of it. There's a way out of, of him going to jail for a very long time, and he has no money to pay for the damage. So uh, he says, give me custody of Michael. Sign over custody for Michael. We won't prosecute, and you just leave the state. And he said, well, what does Michael think? And the little pissant lawyer is like, talk to him yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you simple know? as that. You can just leave the state. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So Michael comes in and and he starts talking to his dad and you know he says, "Well, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Um, you know, what what's going to happen if I go with you?" And Link basically says, "I can't promise you anything. All I can tell you is that we'll be together." And uh Mike says, "That's not enough. I can't do that." And you know, Stallone says for his final words, you know, "Just remember the world meets nobody halfway." Remember that. And Mike walks away, again, visibly upset because you can tell he wants to be with his dad, but the poor kid is like, 
stuck in a bad situation. You know, he wants to be with his dad, but his grandfather has all the money and, you know, gives him the better life. It's like, oh, poor kid. You know, he's got to make this choice. So the little pissant lawyer comes in and says, I'll draw up the paperwork. God, I still wanted to punch the guy through <laughs> the screen at that point. So he gets released from jail and you see Link back on the road and Link is training with his little weight machine inside the truck and he drives to a truck lot and he sold the truck. He sold the auto car and the guy says, I'll give you, I'll give you $7,000 for the truck. And Link's like, well, you're not leaving much choice here. And the guy says, well, I'll take it or leave it. So Link says, well, I'll take it, but can I keep the hawk? And the guy's like, bah, 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 do whatever you want. You know, <laughs> one of those guys who doesn't really care. Uh, and then we see the next scene where Michael is starting to go through his mom's room looking for what, you know, what we find out of the letters that supposedly Link sent him. And he does. He finds the letters and he starts, you know, he gets really excited and he starts reading all the letters and um, he get, you know, Mike, Mike decides to, uh, Mike decides to run away at this point. And while Mike's running away, they cut to the next scene, which is Lincoln Hawk going to the gambling counter. And he says, what are the odds on Lincoln Hawks? And the guy says 20 to one. And he says, I'll put 7,000 on Lincoln Hawks. And the guy says, now that's what I call gambling. So you got Mike running away in the forerunner. And they cut to another scene. And now it's Link Hawks on the scale. And I found this kind of funny because they actually said Stallone's weight. And I don't know if this is his actual weight, but they said he only weighed 190 pounds. And I think Stallone is like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so 190 pounds, that's pretty, that's pretty big, you know. Um, so anyway, that's a fun little side note. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> so the goons, you know, Mr. Cutler's bodyguards, they, they, get, they get following after Mike. And now the chase begins. So you got the goons, you know, going after Mike. Mike trying to get to his dad in Vegas. And the tournament starts. And they, you know, they start introducing all the arm wrestlers. And they introduce Bill Hur uh, Bull Hurley as the, the five-time champion. And... He's just, you know, what'd you think of Bull? Is he, is he intimidating dude, huh? Scary guy? Yeah, he was just this big guy who <laughs> just was... Real mean, rawr, I'm gonna break your arm, so... No, he just was, like, really intimidating. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> just weird looking, I guess, because he was just so big. Um, so Mike pulls up to the valet at the airport, and the valet, or not the valet, like, the, the no parking yeah, zone... Well, yeah, at the airport, and the I guy guess says... I call him that, because, I mean, he does work in, like, the parking space. Yeah, but... He told Mike he couldn't he couldn't leave the uh, the truck there, and Mike <laughs> threw the keys at him and said, "Keep it." So, you know, it's um, it's kind of funny because it's just a twelve year old. It's twelve year old throwing <laughs> the guy a set of keys like, "Keep it." So of course he's gonna call the cops, you dodo bird. Um, so then we we're back at the arm wrestle tournament, and you can see the guys, you know, all getting ready doing their thing. And uh, Bull Hurley walks by Link Hawks, and he gives him a bump and a look, you know, kind of doing his intimidation thing, and. Uh, we go to a, an interesting scene, which I found funny. The goons pull up. They see the cops. They know they're at the airport. So the goons say, get, get Mr. Cutler's private jet ready. But Michael Cutler being only like 14 years old or 13 or somewhere around there, not even that old, I don't think. No, he was 12 because they had said something about it, and I had like done the well, math good in catch. my head, and he was, <laughs> I turned out he was 12. All right, good catch. So he's 12 years old, but he bought a plane ticket. 
boarded a flight to Vegas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like a world traveler at like 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I never flew in the 80s, but obviously there wasn't as much security. And in the 80s were a different time, man. So maybe you could get away with buying a plane ticket and flying in the 80s. I mean, I wouldn't test it out to see if you could, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so the arm wrestling match goes on at this point. The tournament's going on. Link's doing good. Bull's doing good. You know, everybody's kicking a little ass and we make it to the semifinals and they announce you know that there's going to be eight people going into the semifinal round we leave the tournament yet again and we go back to mike who's walking up the uh walkway after he's landed and the goons obviously got there before him in the private jet so they see him walking up the uh the catwalk and they said there he is and mike turns and runs the other way so the chase the chase is still on mike is still trying to get to his dad at the arm wrestling tournament so when they said eight finalists, semi-finalists, they announced them. So I actually took the time to write the names down. But I've only got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm sorry, six. I've only got six names. <laughs> so I figured it'd be kind of fun to write down the names and kind of say them. So one of the competitors was Grizzly, and he was a three-time champion. Now, Grizzly had the FUBAR shirt on, which is effed up beyond all recognition. And funny thing, in Tango and Cash, Kurt Russell says, oh, that guy got foobarred. So <laughs> I don't know if the two are connected, but I found it kind of funny. And he's also the same guy that uh, ate the cigar and drank a quart of motor oil. <laughs> but later on, as we see, he's drinking Pepto-Bismo. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we got Grizzly. He's a three-time champion. We got um, Mad Dog Madison, who was another rather large guy. Harry Bosco from the Teamsters Union, representing the Teamsters. Uh, you got Carl Adams. Then you got Lincoln Hawks, who's representing the Independent Truck Drivers Association. And then you have the five-time champion, Bull Hurley. So this, they didn't announce eight. They just announced six. <laughs> so the semifinals start, and Lincoln Hawks has got to hook up with Grizzly. And Grizzly's a, you know, he's an intimidating dude. And... That's when he ate the cigar. That was his trick to intimidate Link Hawks and ate a cigar. If you had to arm wrestle a guy that ate a cigar, I would just say, you know what? Forget it. I lost. <laughs> I mean, if you can eat a cigar and still arm wrestle, you're a hero because <laughs> you're burning your mouth and your tongue. <laughs> so what would you think of Grizzly? Um, I thought he was just a big doofus. I mean, like, <laughs> he, he was just... I guess he, he was intimidating because of course like, he was intimidating. Drinking like motor oil and eating. Would you want to arm wrestle that guy? Um, no, I wouldn't wrestle no. arm wrestle any of them because they <laughs> right, were exactly. big and intimidating. Exactly, so, like. my point. Exactly. So, Link and Grizzly get into it. It's it's a back and forth kind of match, but Grizzly takes Link. So now it's a double elimination tournament, and Link Hawk uh, lost his first match in the double elimination tournament in the semifinals. So he's not out yet, but he's down one. At this point, Michael is in the arena, and he sees his dad, and he tries getting his dad's attention, but uh, here come the goons. They spot him again. So Mike's got to, yet again, play the game of cat and mouse and run. Um, so after Link's, Link uh, lost, um, the you know, Link, Link is in the back, and he's getting his elbow worked on and his shoulder massaged out, and... Here comes Chainsaw Charlie <laughs> uh, and says that Mr. Cutler wants to see you up in his suite. So Link asks the guy, hey, how long to my next match? He says, about a half hour. So Link says, okay, I'll be there. So Link heads up to the suite, and Jason Cutler sits there and says, you know, Link, listen, 
I never wanted to be your, you know, I never, I'm sorry. The grandfather gives Link, you know, a big spiel about, you know, giving up custody and all that stuff. And Link looks at the grandfather and says, listen, I never wanted to be your enemy. And the grandfather said, uh, you know, go start a new family. Michael is my only family. Mm-hmm. And Link's like, no, after this is over, I'm I'm coming to get him. Um, so the grandfather says, come outside. I want to show you one thing before you go. Come outside. So they walk out to the balcony, and he says, look. Look over the edge. Look at that. He said, it's the finest fleet of trucks out there, and I'm giving it to you. Take the truck. I'm going to give you the truck. I'm going to give you $500,000 just get out of here, walk away, and let me and Mike live on for the rest of our life. And it's a tough choice because $500,000 is $400,000 more than he would have won at the tournament. Mm-hmm. And the truck and the money are guaranteed. He's already got one loss. you know. But, of course, Link does the right thing and says, no, I'm not going to take it. And he turns his back and he walks away. And there's his goon standing at the door and he says, Mr. Cutler is not done talking with you. And he said, I'm through talking. Link says, I'm through talking. And the goon wouldn't move, so what does he do? Pow! That was my impression of getting punched in the stomach and pushed <laughs> through the door. So Link Link pushes him through the door, and he walks away. And now we're back at the uh, the arm wrestling tournament, and he's got a hookup with Mad Dog. I'm not sorry, Mad Dog. He's got a hookup with Grizzly yet again. And this time, he's drinking the motor oil. Good thing that cigar was out because if you drink your motor oil and that cigar was still hot burning in your mouth, ha, 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 you light yourself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so he drinks the motor oil and they hook up yet again and Hawk wins. He pulls it off. He barely makes it, but he pulls it off. Um, and he's, he's, he's survived. He's still in the tournament. He's still got, you know, another round to go. So Michael yet again is... Uh, scrambling from from the goons trying to get away trying to get back to his dad and link just won his semi-final match and as i turn the page and you can hear it (laughs) (laughs) um you got in the finals now you got you got bull against carl adams from the um against carl adams the canadian champion and then you got harry bosco from the teamsters against uh lincoln hawks from the independent truck truckers union so Hawks is hooking up with Bosco, and Bosco is saying, hey, man, he's cheating. He's, 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 you know, covering my thumb. His hand's not hooked up right. He's cheating. He's cheating. He's accusing Lincoln Hawks of cheating. Michael finally shakes off the goons, and he's watching his dad. Lincoln Hawk beats Bosco, and Bosco is pretty pissed. Mm. Bull Hurley wins, and now you got your finals. It's going to be Lincoln Hawks from the Independent Truckers Union against Bull Hurley, the five-time champion. Hawks goes backstage, and he runs into, well, Mike runs into him. He finds him, and they give each other a hug, and Mike says, Dad, listen, I, I want to stay. I want to stay with you. I'm sorry, because now he realizes that his dad was never a bad guy. It's just his grandfather made him out to be a bad guy, and everything that Lincoln Hawks said to him was true. Mm-hmm. You know, he wrote the letters. He stayed in contact. He, he treated his mom good. So he wants to stay with them, and uh, Link says, well, Mike, I, I sold the truck. I, I got no money. I put everything, you know, into this arm wrestling bet. And Mike, you know, Mike tells him, you know, it's it's not a big deal. We can we can figure something out. And he says, well, I don't know, Mike. He says, Bull's a big guy, and I tossed something in my arm in that last match, and 
Mike says, so so what are you saying? You're going to lose? And he said, he said, well, yeah, I could lose. And he said, and this is coming from the guy that told me the world doesn't meet you halfway, that you got to fight for what you want. And he goes into a big yeah. speech, basically turning around, you know, what, what Lincoln Hawk said to him in the beginning of the movie. So now we go back to the main floor, and here comes Mike and Link, and here comes Bull, and the announcer is saying, this is going to be David versus Goliath, because let's it, face it, it was. It was. <laughs> um, so they do, they do like, uh, they're doing quick interviews uh, before the match, you know, kind of like a pre-match thing, and Lincoln Hawks says, you know, he says, I take my hat and I turn it around, and he said, that, that basically makes me feel like a machine, you know, uh, kind of like this truck. I feel I feel like this truck, and that that's the story behind the hat. You know, it Link Link turns the hat around because it makes him feel powerful. Which hey, whatever you got to do to get <laughs> yourself amped up. So Bull uh, Bull and Haw- Bull and Lincoln Hawks they they hook up on the table, and they start they go, and Link is actually getting ready to beat Bull. He's gonna beat him at this point. He's he's gone over the top as they call it. He's brought him over, and he's almost got him down. Well, Bull pulls his arm out, and he says that Link pulled his arm out, but clearly Bull pulled his arm out because he knew he was losing. Um, so because he did that, they have to bring in a strap. They have to strap their hands together now. They have to lock them into place so nobody can, um, you know, slip out again. So they put the strap on, and Bull... Uh, Bull punches Lincoln in the face, gives him a right in the face, gives him a bloody nose. And at this point, my, you know, the grandfather finds Michael and kind of grabs onto him. And uh, they start they start again. So now, you know, when I first watched this movie, I really thought that Stallone was actually going to lose uh, <laughs> because of the size of Bull Hurley. I don't know. Uh, Bull Hurley is... A- all right, we had a little bit of a glitch there. Uh, <laughs> Bull basically at this point has got Lincoln Hawks because they restarted the match. And he's got him almost, you know, almost beat at this point. And Stallone kind of does his little finger move with a thumb and mm-hmm. comes up with extra power. And he ends up taking out Bull. He wins. So now he's the, the champion. He's the arm wrestling champion of the world. He wins. He's won the truck. He's won $100,000. Everybody is excited. Michael's excited. They get the trophy. They're cheering. And cue the man, Kenny Loggins. Meet me halfway. (laughs) So we got Kenny going. We got everybody cheering. The grandfather has got the look of, oh, shit. He really loves his dad. You know, I lost my grandson. And uh, we cut to the final scene of the movie. And Stallone is walking out with Michael and... They're talking about starting the trucking company, and Michael says, well, how about Sun and Hawk? And Stallone's like, Sun and Hawk? So he's putting the uh, the Hawk that he took off his truck on the new truck, and he says, well, how about Hawk and Sun? And Michael's like, Hawk and Sun? Hawk and Sun? Yeah, I like that. I think that could work. Hawk and Sun, I think that could work. So... They're going to call their company Hawk and Son, and the Volvo truck that's driving away has, coincidentally, a Hawk decal on it, <laughs> which was pretty cool. So they drive away in the brand-new truck, and that's the end of the movie. What would you think, Kylie? How would you like Over the Top? 
it's really it's on like my it's on top of my list definitely it's a really good movie and i think it's good for anybody who's you know going into like any sort of like one-on-one like competition thing with somebody it's a really good movie to watch to motivate you to be like your best self now unfortunately this movie uh has a soundtrack but it's not like a great soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) it has a soundtrack it's not great uh, obviously, the main title is done by the 80s soundtrack man himself, Kenny Loggins, which is the song Meet Me Halfway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a younger Sammy Hagar uh, who sings Winner Takes It All. And Kylie, what do we got? What Who's left on that on that song card for the, the movie soundtrack? So we have In This Country by Robin Zander. We have Bad Night by Frank Stallone, which is Sylvester Stallone's brother. Um, we have Gotta throw him a bone. <laughs> We have Gypsy Soul by Asia, All I Need Is You by Big Trouble, I Will Be Strong by Eddie Money, Meet Me Halfway, obviously we talked about that one, Mine Over Matter by Larry Green, Winner Takes It All uh, by Sammy Hagar, and Hagar, Hagar, (laughs) and Take It Higher by Larry Green and The Fight, which is... It's a lot of bands that you've never heard yeah. of. Even Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar is actually a very big singer. He was the oh. lead singer for Van Halen for quite a while. If you, um, you I might recognize him from that. But you know, there's 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 some decent bands on that that soundtrack, but it just never really took off. Uh, and it's you know, it is what it is. It's not a crazy soundtrack, but it's got a couple of good songs on there. It's got my man Kenny Loggins. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the movie. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in for this one. Kylie, we may have, we're working on an interview with uh, Roxanne Jasparo from Bewitched. Um, That should be coming hopefully within the next week or two. But I think in the meantime, we're going to start working on our next movie, which Kylie is going to take the lead on this one because she's, she's begged for it. And it's a good flick. Kylie, tell everybody what we're going to be covering. Footloose. Footloose. The (laughs) Kevin Bacon Footloose. Not that crappy remake that they made. So the next movie that we're going to do is going to be Footloose. And we're going to cover the soundtrack on that one because that one has a really good soundtrack. I think that was one of the the top 80s movie soundtracks of all time. Many, many hits. I watch and listen to that soundtrack like at (laughs) least like (laughs) every day. (laughs) I can't wait for the rewatch. I've seen Footloose several, several times and... Uh, I just it it's been a few years since I've actually sat down and watched it from start to finish, but I cannot wait for the part where Kevin Bacon goes into the like Ren McCormick goes into the <laughs> the abandoned factory and it's and he's dancing, drinking the beer and smoking the cigarette. It's like yeah, baby, that's badassery all over again. He even made that yellow Volkswagen bug look cool. So. I don't know what order this is gonna go in, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be, you know, hopefully soon the in- interview with Roxanne. Uh, it's gonna be Footloose, and we're gonna throw out we're gonna try to do something a little different. We're gonna cover a TV show, but we're gonna have a special guest on that one. And that's gonna be my dad, Kylie's grandfather, and we're gonna talk about the Three Stooges. <laughs> that was my uh, theme song to the Stooges impression. But uh, my father has been a Stooges guy all his life. Uh, he's got a lot of great knowledge on them. He's actually met the Stooges. He's heard uh, 
Larry on WBRU in Providence in one of his final speeches. So that's going to be a fun episode. So that's what's coming down the pipeline for the next three episodes. I apologize for the couple of uh, stumbles we did because of our dogs. And uh, <laughs> somehow the recording stopped, and I hopefully it didn't screw everything up. But uh, thanks again for listening. Again, you can find us on Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Facebook, and Instagram. But before we go on this cold, crappy, snowy night in New England, I just want to say that the cookie stand is... Not a part of the food court. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy. We will talk to you soon. Later.